All right. Hello, one. Hello, all. Welcome to the Politics and Mostly Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ramirez. Okay. We got our special guest, Ryan. Wow. Ryan is a repeat guest, which means we like him. And the numbers are usually a little bit higher, so he keeps coming on. <laughs> okay, so, Ryan, what is on your mind? Um, it's been a while, so there are a few <laughs> things on my mind. Get it off your chest. Uh, you know, I've been calling it, maybe not on this podcast, outside Pro- Probably of- <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> For the past, I don't know how long it's even been now, a year and three months, uh, you know, something was always fishy about this whole uh, response to this COVID pandemic. This so-called pandemic. Now I'm not gonna <laughs> pandemic. <come. laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, COVID's fake. It's all, you know, it's all non-existent. It's all the the media. I mean, a lot of it is the media, but you know, obviously people catch this thing. My problem is the government's response to it. Uh, and here's a hot take for you. The that's pro- all. That's all we do on this yeah, podcast. The problem was not Trump's response to it, or lack thereof. Either whatever you think of his response or lack of a response, in my opinion, didn't matter. There was he didn't. There was nothing he could do either way to stop what was coming. Now, what was coming? The, you know, let me put on my tinfoil hat for a second. The medical industrial complex ignored this thing. This was going on in China for like, you know, the first time I saw anything about it was December beforehand. So, you know, Fauci is getting all these emails, which I'll get into, (laughs) uh, about COVID and everything. And the American medical establishment and politicians for January and February of last year were playing this off like it was nothing, right? Like, you had politicians saying, like, oh... Go, go get some egg foo young. Don't worry about it. Go out in Chinatown. There's nothing that's, to be afraid that's of. That's what Pelosi was doing. She was dancing in Chinatown, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, and that honestly is is surprising coming from politicians because typically they fear monger over everything because they can turn anything, you know, don't let a crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. But I guess at the time they didn't view it as a uh, something they could capitalize on. But Up until this time, Fauci was getting emails from various doctors, various scientists, some American, some from Wuhan, China, all saying different things. Uh, And up until up until March, Fauci was playing it off like, like, oh, this is no big deal. What are you guys talking about? Like, you know, there's this thing doesn't really seem too serious. 
And then comes uh, like a, a window of like a week in March of last year, right around St. Patrick's Day, or leading up to St. Patrick's Day, where the messaging did a 180. All of a sudden, there is a state of emergency. All of a sudden, you know, the, the medical establishment is starting to put out medical guidance that is contrary to the past, or past few decades of understood uh, epidemiology. For example, Fauci had said, on 60 Minutes, masks are useless. He said it on 60 Minutes. But, and, counterpoint, 60 Minutes is fake news. Yeah. <laughs> then, what he does is, you know, a few weeks after that says, actually, everyone should wear a mask. And then, eventually, that video from 60 Minutes started circulating, and then people are, are asking, well... Obviously, why the flip-flop on this? And then they justified it saying, oh, well, we needed the, the surplus, like the supply of the masks for the hospitals. They basically used an, an economic justification for it. Well, if you look in Fauci's emails that were released from a FOIA uh, request on February 5th, 2020, Fauci, in an email to whoever Sylvia Burwell is, uh, but this is from his government email, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to a very low-risk location. Whoever, I don't know. And when was that? This was in February. Okay. Your instincts February are... of the first February. Yes. Okay. COVID's so long, there's two Februarys of COVID now. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostics and vaccines. Now, this was obvious to anybody with two brain cells to rub together that unless you had one of those sealed masks that these doctors in the hospitals are wearing that have like that little vent on it, like all that stuff, okay, I'll buy that. But you know, these masks that are like paper thin uh, that people are wearing, they, they do absolutely nothing. It's, it was really in my the PSYOP the entire time was like to get people in the, the mindset that this is a pandemic. We need some kind of thing to attach ourselves to this thing. With, so masks, that's what everyone So optics. Wearing. Yes, it's all, but, all optics for... To, to, for the illusion that you're, you're instituting some kind of countermeasures for this virus. 
Uh, and, you know, there... I, I have yet to... Maybe there are. I don't know. But I have yet to seen any... Like, have, have they pointed to any studies? I've, I ch- I've checked out of COVID six months ago. I don't keep up with it. It's dead to me. I'm vaccinated. I don't care about any of this stuff. But here's let me, one counterpoint, though, because I do sure. hear that a lot. People are like, oh, you know, the mask wearing is a visual, you know, it's like a, an obedience thing. It's a visual reminder that the pandemic's still active, blah, 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 right? Sure. And a lot of it was like, not to create mass hysteria, but to create like mass awareness. Like you said, that yeah. there is a pandemic. Yeah. But once Trump lost... Wouldn't you have thought they would have just pivoted right away based on that theory? That, like, come January 20th, they would have been like, all right, no more masks, or January, yeah, January 20th. Oh, Biden's president now. Now it's in their interest to right. not have the masks on because now they want everything to be good under Biden. No, so, I see what you're saying. So I, I think... And they they were just I, as crazy with COVID under you know January February March until the vaccines rolled out. So I think that uh, that's what I thought at first, probably you know, last year. But I changed my mind on it because I think because of the whole vaccine operation, uh, it would if they had sent the message that the pandemic was over uh then the whole vaccine operation would have it it would have been the largest waste well not the largest i mean who knows there's a lot of waste waste, yeah (laughs) it would have been an embarrassment pretty much and i think that you know the the democrats said you know we win this election we're gonna get people vaccinated with this vaccine, all that, all that kind of. Th- so then, to to win the election and then say, "Oh, never mind," it's kind of stupid. Also, you could look at it from the point of view of like, "Hey, uh, we got to uh, follow follow through for our uh, our corporate buddies here at Pfizer and Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. You know, we need to push this vaccine out because they get like, I read somewhere that it was like like eight bucks a shot." They're Pfizer's getting, so like oh, they're only getting eight dollars. Yeah, I thought it'd be like a hundred dollars. No, it's like eight bucks per. Well, shot. plus they also got that waiver where the can't they like not be sued or something? In yeah, case shit goes south. Totally not a red yeah. flag. So yeah, there's um, like literally no downside. Yeah, and uh, so that's what I think it was. So so now is really the the struggle now is. Not really. Maybe in some states, but I mean here in New York. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! If we're in New York, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the Canadian border. Yeah, yeah. We're, we we we're, we may or may not be in the Northeast. Not confirming. Um, here, let me make a quick point about right wing media. Not that you would ever defend right wing media. So, everyone on the right is always like. Why isn't the media talking more about this, this, or this story? And I kind of talked about this like two podcasts ago. And it's funny because I only read quote-unquote mainstream outlets usually. And I, I'm always aware of these stories. I knew about Hunter Biden's emails. Mm-hmm. I knew about Benghazi. I knew about 
Bill Clinton going to Epstein's Island. Like, I read all that stuff. Just not on Fox News or on Breitbart, but on stuff I read. So I read, I think in, like, the New York Times, like, the controversy over Fauci's emails, right? And first of all, I'm pro-Freedom of Information Act. I'm, like, any government official, left or right, anytime. The more transparency, the better. So I have zero problem with that. So... First of all, I was aware of this story, like as it was happening, which the right says I wouldn't because, like, you know, I only look at corrupt media. But so then I'm like, okay, I want to read more about these emails, right? And maybe I just didn't try hard enough, but I went on a couple of right wing platforms. I went on a Fox News article, I read that, and it was like, it was, there were no direct. There were no screenshots of the emails. There was no transcripts. It was just like Sean Hannity called it the biggest whatever in modern history. It was just like, it was just their personalities talking about what it means. Yeah. But there was no like, here's what Fauci, like what you just did. Yeah. And I'm sure I could go find it. But then, then I'm on Instagram and the Hodge twins come up, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, they're, they're more of a just like talk radio, whatever. Um, and then they, you know, I literally watched like a 14 minute video with them, mainly because they're funny, but they were talking about like Fauci is Dr. Falsy and they were just <laughs> saying like, like F him, F that. But once again, like what were in the emails? Yeah, that they did a very bad job. Even f- I, I was not so much surprised, but f- I watched or saw the same thing on Fox News on their website they had like what they put out was like kind of like an overview not really quoting anything yeah the best like if, it, if it's as bad as it says you did then have some transcripts yeah, yeah. Even, I, even if you cherry pick like the two or three worst emails over the course of a year I'd love to see yeah it. there's uh, the honestly the best News. I mean, I guess they're a news outlet. If uh, that published these emails, or I thought it had the best article, believe it or not, was Vanity Fair. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this woman, she did a pretty good write-up uh, summarizing everything. Um, See, I, I, I don't want to go too hard because it is my fault. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. No, but that's the thing. And I think the critique that the right always has about the media is that, like, like yeah... Like, you do this. Like, you read up on all this stuff. But the general population of mouth-breathing morons <laughs> just see CNN or MSNBC on in the airport and see the, the headline at the bottom of the screen, and they're like, oh, okay, that's what's kind of going on. They're not doing any deep diving into these issues. Because, yeah, like... Things like Benghazi, it's like, yeah, obviously that's something too big for CNN to just blow over. Yeah. But, um, but these other things, like the like for Fauci, like there's to read the emails, you have to search for them on the internet. Yeah. They're not like being plastered everywhere. Although Even if there was probably should, if there was a really awful email, it definitely would have been plastered everywhere. If Fauci was like, "Let's make this big to make Trump look bad," that would have been plastered everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, that... but so, but I think I think the left has the exact opposite problem. Like I remember following like the Russia investigation and like watching Rachel Maddow and she had like screens of like charts of like Russian oligarchs with like the string you see in like serial killer movies attaching <laughs> like to like Paul Manafort and then she's like reading the Mueller report and it's like this guy knew this guy and on you know unindicted co-conspirator and I'm yeah. thinking like like what's the big picture here like I'm lost <laughs> I'm trying to learn and I'm lost and they were like too specific and they were trying to do like like little gotchas yeah meanwhile there's no like emotion it was like too logical and I feel like the rights problem is always like oh the email like how many people who are writing on Instagram now on like meme accounts saying like oh these Fauci emails are bad I bet you most of them haven't even read a lot of them yeah yeah, because there's so many of them. like who like only people who live on the internet are gonna have the time to go through all of these like scour these emails for everything, and uh, you know they they the the part that I think is good where I have to give them credit. Uh, I don't know if you saw this Rand Paul attached an amendment to something or some motion basically uh, ending fun, foreign funding for gain-of-function scientific research and it was a unanimous consent in the Senate. Love to see that. Because... Yeah. So it passed? Yes. Oh, okay. So in this Vanity Fair article this woman talks about uh conflicts of interest in part from large u.s government grants supporting controversial virology research known as gain of function hampered u.s government investigation into covid19 origins and legit questions on the lab leak hypothesis oh yes i mean that's not controversial i mean saying that's not controversial yeah because everyone knows you know china's like all right nothing to see here (laughs) yeah in a December 9th, 2020 State Department meeting, officials say they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore Wuhan Institute of Virology's gain-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to the U.S. government funding of it. Now, my problem with this, like, in, in the grand scheme of things, like, whether it came out of a lab by accident or on purpose, or from a guy eating a bat, a wet market. Personally, who, like, who cares like where it came from, right? The point is, you know, if it's from this, my beef with it, if it's from the lab, is not blaming China for this. It's, yet again, our mismanagement of taxpayer money yeah. Going to something that inevitably gets messed up and you can put pin the blame on the US government for this. Now, where Fauci comes in is that he was directing this funding through the NIH to yeah. the Wuhan Institute. It was like it was a grant or whatever, right? Yeah. So, you know, this I would have much less of a problem with the whole thing if the U.S. wasn't involved, but 
time and time again, as we see with every single issue ever in the world, we're involved in it. So uh, that's really where my, my beef is. And also just because of the fact, like, and this may just be uh, speculation or what, I don't know what word you would use, but we saw China doing those. Now, you can call it propaganda. You can call it whatever you want. China was doing those lockdowns. They were welding people into their, into their homes, but on camera, right? So like, like China's been back to normal for like a year. Like they were like last summer, they were like, all right, pack it up, let's go home, it's all over. So really, how much of that was propaganda to scare the West, right? Like, how much of that was? to fearmonger the United States and Europe to uh, you know to lock down our own country right like now who's the number one economic powerhouse in the world it's China right number one economic powerhouse all of these big corporations now have all the money it was the largest wealth transfer over the past year and how much of it is a coincidence and how much of it is just me wearing a tinfoil hat? I don't know. But wouldn't... I think China bounced back quicker because they took more extreme measures early on. And they took more extreme measures early on because they don't have a constitution. <laughs> <laughs> and you do what you're told. But, I, like, I, but if, I, like, if China was going to release it on purpose, why release it? Why start it in their own country? I don't think they released it on purpose. I mean, you could have just, you know, dropped it off in, in the U.S. if you really wanted to damage it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you said that, you know, they took all those extreme measures early on, which ended it. But did it? Yeah, because the, the numbers was, are probably funny. Was there, what was there to end? That everyone knows that they fudged their numbers. Yeah. You know, there's, on video at least... The videos I saw, they were welding people in their apartments and had these, like, hazmat teams in the street spraying every which way with God knows what kind of chemical. Um, So I don't know if we'll ever get the answers to it. Uh, And I'm hoping if there's any justice that, you know, will be able to admit fully that a lot of the measures that we took were counterproductive um like i don't know was it worth it destroying so many businesses people's jobs and how many people people forget about what about the 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 deaths that came because of the lockdowns like People like to point to suicides, but I don't know if that's largely a number, or a big number at all. I know, but like alcoholism and stuff. Well, not that, but like I've read that now there's gonna over the next year there's gonna be a a huge spike in cancer diagnosis because over the past year no one's been able to get diagnosed with cancer, right? Because the the the, the hospitals were closed. Yeah, I was supposed to have surgery, got my tonsils out, uh, and it got delayed because of COVID, it's supposed to be last June. Yeah, like there are so many elective surgeries that 
people missed out on. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about a nose job, but like... But non-life-threatening surgery. Right, right. Or like, you know, there could have been... People could have died from things that weren't COVID-related that could have been prevented if they had gone to see a doctor, but they were too scared to go to a doctor. Yeah. Because of getting, they didn't want to catch COVID, but they ended up dying from something else anyway. That's that's an ad I've been getting like, on YouTube. We'll, we'll probably that, that kind of thing is probably never going to be able to be can't be quantified. You can't be, yeah, yeah, you can't quantify that. We'll never know. You can only speculate. But uh, my opinion is that a lot of it was did a lot more harm than good. I don't know what these YouTube algorithms are, but I get that ad all the time. It's some drug maker <laughs> that makes like a cancer medicine. And I'm, you know, in my 20s, relatively healthy, physically. Uh, and and it's like, hey, if you need cancer screenings, like, go to the doctor, go to the hospital. They're taking measures to keep you safe. There's social distancing. Like, get back and go back to your treatment. And it's like, wow, are people actually not going to the hospital cause, to get cancer treatment because of COVID? Yeah. And I, I've got that, like, as recently as last week. I'm like, what? What are these people doing? I would have gone to the hospital in the height of, in the height of, COVID to get cancer treatment. Yeah, there, there's probably a bigger chance to die from cancer than from COVID. Yeah, and the it it was a really depressing part. If you want to get depressing about it, was the the people who who were dying in hospitals with or without COVID died with nobody with them like their families like people weren't able to i mean i don't know about anyone else but like if my family was dying in a hospital you want to see them yeah of course like who i beg you all these like i don't know i saw videos on the news i don't know why they put it on the news but like people facetiming their families as they were like dying yeah it was like Wow. Crazy. We've really reached a. It was, like, uh, it was like telemedicine. Even they have like the screen in there, and they just be talking on the screen. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it was really just messed up. But uh... but here's here's the good thing about COVID. I think even if it's like the flu now and it comes back, or even if there are like ver- mutations, very. I think the absolute the worst is behind us, like without a doubt. Between the vaccines, lower rates, lower deaths, they'll probably figure out treatments too. My my guess is they'll figure out treatments if you have it and you don't want to get the vaccine, like how to prevent death. Speaking of treatment, but when you're done, you're yeah. Well, I was just I'm the 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 thing that always keeps me going because COVID is so like I think it was just a year and a half later. Like, come on, we gotta we gotta we gotta get through this. Uh, Like it'll never like I'm going into some stores now, no mask, working out, no mask. It kind of depends on the place. Um, and, like, well, th- there will never be another COVID lockdown, barring something unforeseen. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say never. Maybe if there's, like, COVID-30 or something. But, yeah. but like, it, it, it'll never get worse than, than what it is now. Every day is the worst it'll ever be again, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... Now, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of things that, like tell me like oh what what is actually real on the ground truth and as opposed to what the media is reporting and also the mechanisms that they use to report cases 
and deaths. So like, for example, the CDC's newest guidance in terms of COVID testing is if, if you're vaccinated, even if you have symptoms, even if you're in contact with someone who's positive, you should not get a COVID test. Okay, so that implies that if I'm vaccinated, that I cannot get COVID and that I cannot spread COVID, right? So now, would the decreasing number of cases be attributed to that policy or to actually less people are getting COVID? It's kind of like the reverse of Trump's thing yeah, when he yeah. was like, oh, we have, there's more cases because we're testing more. Yeah. It's like now there's that is there is that a valid argument? I don't know. It seems kind of like circular logic. But yeah, if you don't have any tests, your test number is going to be at zero, but people are going to have it. Okay. Now, if you're testing less, people could have it, but if they're vaccinated... They oh, so you're tested. thinking maybe if you're vaccinated, it prevents like hospitalizations and deaths, but maybe you can still have it, then you don't know because you're not testing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, they're saying that you you have a ninety five percent chance of not getting COVID. Yeah, literally, those are the rates. That five percent though, they say that, and it's usually if and if you the five percent is not serious if you get right. it. Yeah, because the vaccine still protects you if you get it, and you'll have minor symptoms as opposed to deadly ones. Um, so I don't know. There, we have to get back to normal. I think everyone now is hypochondriac because that's not the worst thing. No, it's not. Well, in a way, it is because there was never any like we've you have viruses constantly. Like everyone every day is carrying viruses and bacteria, and. The only difference being is that you don't react to them because most people's immune systems are so strong that they just produce antibodies for these no-name viruses that'll never hurt them. But uh, now you see people doing things that are counterproductive or ineffective just because they've been fear-mongered into it, like wearing a face shield with two masks and rubber gloves really it I don't know what that's doing um mentally yeah yeah yeah, that's really it now it's turned into like a mental crutch for people to be able to function outside of their house um but how how would the look what you're mostly maskless in stores right yeah at this point I how are the looks now you still getting looks uh the first week or so I did get looks I mean my gym, uh, the first day, everyone had their mask off because everyone in there couldn't wait. Like, it, you should not work out with a mask on. That was another thing. Yeah. The World Health Organization says do not wear a mask if you work out. The CDC says you have to wear a mask if you work out. So One of, the, one of them's lying. Yeah, one of them's <laughs> lying. I have a feeling you know which one. So... Um, but yeah, I got some weird looks the first week or so in the grocery store. But now there's more and more people without them. At this point, uh, well, 
I did start to like look for the signs on the doors. You know, if it said you have to wear a mask, I'd be like, all right, what choice do I have? They can kick me out. Now, I don't wear a mask no matter what. I walk in. No, no one, ever, no one's ever told you to put a mask on. Nope, no one says anything to you. You're, um, you're, you're the trailblazers because it's because of people like you. Yeah. That I can now go maskless. You were the first. Yeah, I, that's what people are gonna have to do to get back to normal. Enough people are gonna have to go maskless and you know go back to the way it was to make the mask wearers seem like the outcasts. Um, I mean, you're you're like Rosa Parks for the mask. In a way, I would <laughs> say that I am. You know, it goes like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, me. <laughs> You know, it's funny. For the the gym was the first spot for me too, and my gym. I knew it's so easy to tell the political leanings of the ownership of my gym because when I, the owner is there when I check in, he has a mullet. You can already assume some things. <laughs> that mullet was so it's long in the back but kind of short on the sides. It's like shaved sides and full yeah, back. yeah, yeah, the mullet. And then when when he. No one was ever enforcing the mask policy, but they did have signs, and it was always like, the mask is mandatory due to the governor of New York's order or something. So you're like, okay. Like, they're trying to put this on the governor. Yeah. And then the TVs, one of them's on Fox News, one of them's on Fox Business. Mm-hmm. And then one of them's on, like, ABC or something. But it's like, you know, I work out during the day, so it's like The View or something. So... That first day, they came out and they were like, vaxxed or masked, or whatever the fucking slogan was. Yeah. That day, nobody had the mask on in the gym. And when no one has it on, I feel more comfortable not having it on. Because I'm not the one taking the plunge. Think of it this way. Yeah. Now that it's no longer... Now that it's no longer the law, and even that's a question as to if it ever was an actual law um, because Cuomo said himself in a press conference when he lifted the mask mandate that it was always only a recommendation to businesses and I was I, I had to turn it off because I was going to lose my mind but if you there's no point in worrying this is what I, you know you can go anywhere if you're the only one not wearing a mask okay like it might feel weird but now those morons can't say anything to you right like what are they going to say to you oh, yeah, you're not your breaking response your response can be exactly what their response was over the past year oh i'm following cdc guidance and here show me your medical degree doctor dr Fowler. here in aisle seven <laughs> shopping for rice and the thing is if you walk into a store with a mask on no one will ever tell you hey take your mask off Right, they you, should. You could, you could they rock. Should. You could they rock. Should. They should <laughs> they rip should. everyone's mask off. <laughs> so people, you know, if other people want to go maskless, let them go maskless. Although it should be noted that there are definitely some maskless people who are also shotless, don't have the vaccine. Oh, 100%. and there's, there's there's just no way to police that. I but and I've always been of the view that it's, you know, it's a personal risk that you have to take. Like, the people who are super f- scared of COVID and fear-mongering, they got the vaccine, you know? And, like, if the, the people who are actually 
super worried and so scared of it and don't want to spread it, you know they're vaccinated. And you know they're still probably wearing masks. So the only people who are going to transmit it to each other are unvaccinated people to other unvaccinated people. And at this point, those people probably chose not to get the vaccine anyway and therefore have assumed that risk. And it, hey, free country, allegedly, so (laughs) let them do it. It was from 2016 to 2020. Yeah. But there's like, I'm increasingly, this is going to make me sound like kind of mean, but increasingly people who are getting sick from COVID, it's just, there's like less and less sympathy for it. Because you can, you can walk into like a pharmacy, no appointment, it's free, Yeah. get it, and be out in five minutes. Yeah, I was in CVS the other day, just getting something, right. and there's no line, and they're just taking walk-ins. So there's like, and so at this point, if you get it, it just means you're, you're not getting the vaccine, most likely. And there's like... I mean, before, if you got it, it could be like, oh, maybe he was waiting to get it. Maybe he had an appointment. Maybe it was he was in the eligible age, you know, yeah. whatever yet. But now there's kind of like, now if you get it, it's kind of like on you. And that's fine. That's America. You look at the two options and you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, But like, don't get sick and then like be like, oh, pray for me. I'm not praying for you. Yeah. I'm praying for you to get the vaccine and then be done with it. Yeah. I, and I think that there's a good... That's a good way of putting it because, you know, you look at the choice you have, you decide if it's worth it. And I was like, you know what? It's probably, I was like, look, how much of this is just about the vaccine? How much of it is fear mongering of all these side effects and everything? And like, I was like, look, how many millions by the time I got it? How many millions of people got it at this point? Ever like I, there's no bodies in the streets. Like it seems like it's okay for the most part, and I don't have to explain myself to anybody if I get this vaccine about why I'm never wearing a mask again. Even though if I didn't get the vaccine, I probably still wouldn't have worn yeah, yeah, a mask yeah, anyway. Yeah. But now. I have that uh, that fallacy of arguing from authority that, oh, well, I'm following the CDC guidance, so you can't even, you, you have no argument against that. But now it's coming out that now the, uh, that apparently if you had COVID, you might have lasting immunity. Yeah, I saw somewhere that for like for me, I had COVID. I was asymptomatic. I had it really early, and then I got the vaccine. You know, when it came out like a year later or whatever, they're saying you have like super immunity now. If you have yeah. the natural immunity plus the vaccine, it's like you, you may not need the booster. You know, next year or two years if they're if you need yeah. one. You know, I'm not getting a booster uh, shot. Uh, like it's over. It's, like, yeah, I I got two shots. I got sick both times. <laughs> I'm done. You want that every time? No, exactly. I can't do that. That's why I don't get the fucking flu shot. I get sick for like three days. Meanwhile, the regular flu, I'm sick for four days. I'd rather roll the dice, baby. <laughs> how have you? Well, how's how's the uh, the microchipping been? You know, any differences recently? Uh, 
you know, I've been thinking about <laughs> buying a Windows computer. Yeah, <laughs> like Windows 95. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, those... Uh, the, what was it, the AstraZeneca was... Oh, the, the blood clot one? That was the blood clot one. Yeah, they yeah Europe it. is... Europe is a... Uh, oh, speaking of Europe, Canada is... <laughs> not Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I consider Canada Europe. Canada is North the America. Europe of North America. Correct. Uh, they still have zero things open. Really? They, and they all stay-at-home orders. No school... No gyms, no stores, no nothing. You see that story where, like, the, I don't know, it was like a religious school, but also like a public school. They, like, buried 250 native children. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. And, like, no one really talked about it, but that was, like, a huge story. Yeah. And meanwhile, all we talk about is all the genocides we do. You know, other countries do genocides, too. Yeah, America gets yeah. a bad rap, yeah, but that's on. because we just have, we're such loud mouths. Canada is being all quiet up there. Yeah, they, they fucking, fucking massacred like a tribe of natives. Oh, children. yeah. Yeah, it's, and, it's not... Yeah, the, no, the natives just so happen to stay below the Dakotas and yeah, New yeah. York and all... Yeah, no, they, they did messed up stuff, too. You, you got any non-COVID stories you want to get off your chest? Uh, non-COVID. We're at, uh, we're at 41 minutes. So we, we got a little time, but... Like, you know, you got any, anything coming to mind? Any, yeah. like, you know, you're big on, like, political correctness, immigration, anything, anything uh, come up recently? Uh, I did see that, and that, again, shocking, yeah. uh, but in a way, I mean, I, I don't even know. You tell me if it's shocking. Uh, the vice president, Harris, she said that she wanted to work to limit immigration. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. I saw she tweeted, like, have a nice weekend or something, and people were like, you're unfit for office. People died for Memorial Day or something. Yeah, and it just, it, that nothing. was the first controversy we had in the Biden-Harris White House where it just brought me back to the good Obama days of, like, wearing a tan suit during a, con <laughs> during a press conference, and, like, that was the big thing. People just love to be outraged about stupid stuff. Like, she... It's not like she tweeted that on Memorial Day. It was like Friday. Yeah, like, it was like enjoy the long weekend or and something. And then on Memorial on Sunday, well, I guess both are Memorial Day, Sunday and Monday. One's observed and the other is the official. I don't know. But anyway, she no, she tweeted on Sunday, you know, a tribute to fallen soldiers. And I was like, well, you know, where's this the statute of limitations? How far in advance <laughs> is of the holiday is good. Like, I don't know. Was it, did she mean anything by it or purposely excluded uh, fallen soldiers? I don't think so. As a politician, was it a bad visual? You could make that argument. Yeah. Because it was... The Friday before. Oh Memorial yeah, Day. just just avoid, don't to, say to that and avoid the national outrage yeah. over a tweet. I mean, come on, like I we've miss, been doing that for four years already. <laughs> the, one of the Trump tweets I miss the most. I do miss a lot of them. He'd occasionally wish wish someone a happy holiday, usually like a religious holiday, like Christmas or Easter, and he'd be like, "Happy Christmas, even to the haters and losers." Those were the best tweets. <laughs> 
And no one was ever like, you're destroying this, the sanctity of uh, <laughs> the birth of Jesus. It was always like, no, that was actually a pretty, yeah. uh, a pretty good tweet. <laughs> I, uh, another thing, um, another topic that I saw that I knew you'd probably be interested in was I saw today that uh, Mansion is voting against that voting rights bill. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Came out well, like- it's it's it needs sixty votes anyway, so we would need all of him, we need all of them, and then ten Republicans. It's, it's not it's not going anywhere. So then, why are people blaming him for this thing failing if he's just one guy? Like because they if they out- he's if he, smart though he, yes, they he knows it's going to fail, and his numbers go up in West Virginia anytime he's against the Democrats. <laughs> so he's just like it's funny like AOC and all of them will always like take take swipes at him uh-huh. and he like needs that to do better in his own state so he yeah. like actively thrives on like taking on his own party <laughs> and it's like 3d chess kind of he's mansion is like mansion is a democrat that uh just stepped out of a time machine from like 1995 yeah he's like a bill clinton maybe even like pre-bill clinton yeah he's just like he's not gonna do anything on guns He's like pro coal, anti clean stuff. I think he voted to defund Planned Parenthood once. So, he's, but he's but like on economics, he he's usually okay. Like compared to like Republicans anyway. Yeah. In terms of like you know, doing something, but he's I don't know. I'm fine. West Virginia is like R plus forty two. If he doesn't win that seat as a Republican, I'm fine with him. I don't get on the, the everyone hate Joe Manchin train. It's it, it's him or like another Shelley Moore Capito, the other senator, who's just like straight up and down no on anything we do. So yeah, I don't mind if he's with us half the time. That's half the time more than <laughs> the, the replacement would be. You know, Biden got twenty nine percent of the vote in West Virginia. There are two hundred and fifty six counties in West Virginia. Biden won zero of them. Even the college towns. I'm assuming there are cities in West Virginia. There has to be. Harper's yeah. Ferry. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and he didn't even win those. Now he didn't win a single county in West Virginia. So I don't. Mansion's fine. I don't. I don't hate on Mansion. But my news consumption has never been lower than it is now. I hit the I hit this record button to start this. I was worried. I said I, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do today because I'm telling you, man. I just it's a lot less exciting these days. You know, when you have a corporate media that is. A propaganda outlet for the Democrat Party. I mean, what news can they really put out on a daily basis? Listen, I stopped paying for my New York Times subscription. Although it was less, it it was more of like a financial reason. I was like, I need to save more money and like invest more money. Yeah. So I look at every single charge I get monthly, mm-hmm. and I. Pretty much quit everything. Amazon Prime, New York Times. I kept my music subscription, which is only $5 a month on Apple. And I got rid of Coop's insurance, so hopefully my dog doesn't get hurt, injured, <laughs> need surgery anytime soon, because that got canceled. It's it's Apple Music, and I, I forget what the second one was. but I So it wasn't so much like, oh, I, New York Times, the failing New York Times. It was more like, I'm just trying to like, get rid of like a hundred to two hundred dollars of like monthly charges that I do every month yeah so it was more of a cost saving thing but yeah I'm just like like something has to be so big for me to even be like remotely aware of it I saw are you the same but like 
I followed politics more in like 2017, not because, tr- I mean, Trump was more interesting, but because I was in the minority. Mm-hmm. We were out of power all levels. The Supreme Court was packed. Uh, we didn't have the Oval. We didn't have the House. We didn't have the Senate. They were just passing like, get rid of Obamacare, tax cuts for the rich, you know, make abortion hard. You know, like it was just like every day. It was like like a new my worst case scenario, and that kept me hooked. Yeah. Are you, so as now now that you're now you're not really in the same minority because you know the Senate's like fifty fifty. But are you keeping up with politics more than you thought you would because your side's like out of it, and that. For me, that drove my interest. When my party had no power, and the other side was kind of doing whatever the hell they wanted to, that's when I was, like, reading a lot and getting, not upset, but, like, being like, oh, damn, you know? Yeah. So is that where you are now, or are you following it less than you were, like, a year ago? Um, I would say I'm following the same amount. Um, I mean, I'm never really in a majority or a minority. Because no, yeah, true. <laughs> nobody in Congress actually represents anything I believe in, uh, or there, or I'm so I have such a diverse opinion on every issue that it's impossible to find anyone that you have the I minority opinion on any issue. If we took an issue and polled it, whatever one polled <laughs> less than fifty percent, that's you. <laughs> yeah, most likely. But, but like, let, here's an example, like. In, like, 2017, I was like, let me look at my voter registration, make sure, like, I'm up to date. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's the Cook political report? What's the House projection? Like, what are the... Now, I'm pretty sure last week in our town, we had a school board election. I didn't even vote. And I'm pretty sure they, like, mailed us something. (laughs) Like, I didn't even have to show up, and I literally still didn't do it. Like, that's how complacent I am. Now, obviously, I'm going to vote in 2022 in the fall. Yeah. But if there is an election next week, probably passing. I mean, this, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like from COVID, just to finish our, like, COVID talk from before, I feel like this summer is crazy. I'm not a particularly social person, and I have something like every weekend, at least one thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. Lot it's of, like an explosion. A lot of weddings, parties, engagement party, like all all this stuff. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun summer. Um, that is wild. Think about that. It's like engagement party, wedding, sometimes anniversaries, even for us now. Yeah. Baby re- gender reveal. Uh, baby shower like put all those in one <laughs> you're with someone celebrate all those things and see you next year you yeah know? yeah that's wild yeah no I agree um, just to touch on that the point about the media again I saw something today that kind of really put the nail in the coffin for me I mean as if it wasn't already but you know uh, the White House press secretary Jen Psaki. Yeah, she was on CNN. And... Should have been softballs. Right. (laughs) Well, it was the most softball I've ever seen. And what's his name? Uh, Brian Stelter was on there interviewing her. And she was... Both of them just seemed so ecstatic to be talking 
to one another, you know, and the things, like, what he was saying to her was absolutely, I mean, not surprising. Like, you thought he was on the the Biden payroll, essentially? Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you thought, like, if you watch that segment and don't think that there is a left-wing bias in television media. All right, let's bring in the liberal pundit. So, Have you ever seen a Kaylee McEnany interview on Fox News? So It is just as bad, I assure you. Answer me this. I'm answering you. If Kaylee, did Kaylee McEnany go on Fox News? She's currently have, a paid contributor on Fox News. Right, not surprising. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Stelter said to the White House press secretary, for journalists who watch what you do, what's your advice for them about trying to stay as close to the truth in this world of lies? Now, gag me with the fucking spoon. Because... Because all administrations lie. That, that right. question assumes that they're always telling the truth, which is definitely not true. Right. That's not a Watergate-era question. Yeah, there's no... Like, that is such a... I'll, I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with like, you there. You know, and I'm, I don't disagree with you that Fox News does the same exact thing when... Once uh, a GOP. Right, like when when Trump calls into Fox News, Hannity just go is ecstatic to be talking to him. And, you I know, sh- they ask those, like, biased, like, false premise questions. Yeah. And, you know, it's... I swear to God, I crazy. once saw... I, I forget, I have to go find it. But I'm pretty sure Sean Hannity was interviewing Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, like early. And I believe the first question of the interview was, why does President Trump love this country so much? And I almost threw up in my mouth. Uh, Hello? Well, hello? Okay, we're back online. Sorry, it stopped recording for a second. We're leaving it in. We're not taking that out. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just saying that one time I was watching a Fox News interview where Sarah Huckabee Sanders was like asked, why does President Trump love the country, his country so much and how I couldn't even have fucked up that answer. So what was what was the second question? Something about what does the press get wrong about covering Biden? Yeah, like Brian Stelter asked the White House press secretary, what do we get wrong about covering the White House and the Biden administration? Like... You're, why are you asking politicians to correct you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you it's should be the other way around. Like, there is this, like, I, it's, it's all performative. Like, there's no, th- there's no accountability, really. Like, they're, they're all there for ratings. Like, every day during Trump's presidency was like another 9-11. Like, if you watched MSNBC or Fox News, like, or MSNBC Listen, fear is good for views, baby. And, yeah. Get those those clicks. Yeah. And now it's the opposite, you know? Fox News. Oh, it's like a meltdown every day over there. Yeah, but it's all for ratings. I'm telling you, I, I only watch Fox News when it's on the gym and it's on mute. So I'm limited with the chirons they have, like the graphics on the screen and mm-hmm. the footage they use behind it, yeah. and then the guests they have on. And I'm telling you, 
if I did have volume, it'd be like a five alarm fire eighty percent of the time. <laughs> and it's like it's like this Wisconsin school is teaching critical race theory, what's next or something. And it's like, oh man, every day is something. But listen, when you're when you're out of when you're out of power, I mean, look at the ratings like CNN and CNN and MSNBC did during the Trump administration. Now they're like half of what they were. Now Fox News ratings will probably go up. Yeah, once you it's you have all the fun in the minority. I wonder who's switching back and forth between these yeah. news channels. <laughs> they were CNN the past four years. Now they're on the Fox News. Jeez. And I did want to say before we wrapped up that I was very happy earlier in the day. When I went on Twitter and Diaper Don was tr- was uh, trending, and I saw this video of him in North Carolina giving a speech, and he had a fupa in his I mean, pants. He is fat. <laughs> oh, he's huge. Dude is very overweight. He eats and like, I'm he Big Macs on a daily basis. And I'm not the skinniest guy myself. And I look at him, he's way fatter than I am. Yeah, I mean, way fatter. And if you look closely, it looked as if his pants were on backwards because he didn't have a visible zipper. But apparently it was like the light... Snopes did the, the, the fact check and they watched the 90-minute video. And apparently it was like lighting or something. Yeah. And it was just like a dark zipper. Um, <laughs> but, man, he had like the belt on and then he had like that pouch of fat under the belt. It was a bad and visual. And then no, no zipper. I thought he honestly put on his pants back. It's a very bad visual. And because I'm a liberal hack, my first thought was imagine Biden put on his pants backwards. They would have been like, this guy's too senile to have the nuclear coat. My first thought was it is quite literally impossible to put your pants on backwards. I've occasionally put, I have one tank that doesn't have tags and the only way you can tell it's the front is because it comes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's so no, it's so like small that sometimes I do have the shirt. A shirt on backwards sometimes happens. Yeah, maybe like once a year it'll happen. But pants on backwards, and you have and to it zip had, it and button it, and it you was and he had a belt. Yeah, and he had a belt. How do you? You have to buckle the belt backwards <laughs> behind his back. I don't know if that's humanly possible to do. Or I guess he could still buckle it straight, but there's like extra loops in the middle. Yeah. That that something had to have been like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, it was the lighting. I yeah. knew that right away. I was like, but you know no what? Way. I'm glad you didn't correct me in the group chat because for a few hours I was smiling. <laughs> I was smiling. I was happy. All right. And then we expose you for the liberal hack you are. Listen, well, listen. I expose myself. I expose myself for the liberal hack I am. And now that he's banned for two more years on Facebook or whatever, I, I you know, I, I gotta take what I can. Two more years. Coincidentally, yeah. past the next. Mid-term I'm just. Election. I'm searching on Twitter for like these people having marriages at Mar-a-Lago, and he just crashes it and talks about like the audit of Maricopa County. Meanwhile, these yeah, people awesome. are like just trying to get married. <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? Like the band stopped playing. And he's like, all right, well, that's it. And then like goes and leaves as if that was like a Fox News hit. That Meanwhile, so it's just funny. like random people. So like I live for those little things because I need, I need a little hit of Donnie once in a while. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Ryan, thank you for coming on. Thank you. And I will see you guys next time. See ya.